Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage, and I am here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. It's me. So today, we are going to be taking a break from our regularly scheduled programming of talking about trans issues and LGBT topics, just because pretty much the entire country, the United States of America, is going under flames due to systemic racism, government corruption, police brutality. I can go on and on and on. Um, So we really wanted to take today to highlight the issues that are going on in the world just because our goal with this podcast is to bring awareness and start a dialogue around issues of marginalized people. And at the moment, Black people are under attack in this country. That's pretty much the most basic way to say it. Um, So I hope everybody has been paying attention and is aware of what's going on in the world. And if you haven't, hopefully we'll be able to bring some light to this topic and kind of educate you and explain why this country is essentially a piece of shit. Yeah, there's like definitely a lot to unpack. Um, It's been a really like rough um, like few weeks just kind of seeing the progression of everything and finally people at their boiling points, which, yeah, it's long overdue. And um, this is something, an issue that like should have been addressed from this. We shouldn't even have to be going through this. And I think it's really important that we talk about, especially um, with our podcast, because, you know, these issues also roll over into like trans issues. And we call ourselves people of color because we are, but there is a difference between like our skin tone versus, you know, black people and black trans um, individuals and what they go through. And um, I think, yeah, this conversation is really important. And I just like, yeah, I'm really um, just ready to finally kind of talk about this because there is racism, a racism that is um, like definitely just apparent in this country and um, through policing uh, through, uh, everything, even like the prison system, uh, there's just so much that like has existed for so long and people are just finally over it. And it is time to have that conversation. It is time to like, you know, speak and do what we can to play our part in the role of just ending this, this disgusting, um, disease that just like is riddled in our entire country. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that we're able to kind of just jump into it. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've heard multiple times from multiple people that they're surprised by the protests or they are unaware of everything that's been happening. And they're kind of like taken out of left field. Like, why are people protesting now? Why are people so angry? And this has been going on in our country literally ever since its existence. And I think now that we have access to technology and we have access to video and social media, we're able to kind of be our own source of news in a sense that, you know, police and the government have been discriminating against Black people, like I said, since the beginning of this country for hundreds of years. The only difference between then and now is that we are finally able to record these instances and share them online and show exactly what is happening behind closed doors. And this is just pretty much the boiling point that everybody's 
fed up with. And there are so many black people, so many black men and women that have been racially profiled by the police and have been killed by the police and beaten and not given the chance to prove their innocence like they're supposed to be given in this country. But nobody was there to record their story and nobody was there to fight for them. And now that we have the ability to do so, that is why it's it's so important for us to stick up and educate ourselves and to speak out now because we have all the resources to do so and to to fight for a change. And there are a bunch of different subsections like the government, police brutality, systemic racism, everything um, that we can get into. But I think the bottom line that we want to address first and foremost is that this is not something that's new. Racism is not something that just came out of nowhere. It has been happening and it is deeply embedded in the foundation of our country. Yeah. Um, and if you guys don't know what's going on, which I'm sure everyone is aware now, um, there has been um, this huge um, movement that has started um, that's revolved around Black Lives and Black Lives Matter. And just like before we, you know, jump into like this or before we go any further, I just want to say like on behalf of Girlish, I'm sure Gage also agrees, uh, Black Lives Matter and just plain and simple Black Lives Matter. Um, and we support this movement and we support, it doesn't even feel like a movement. It just feels like something that that is ethical and that everyone should feel because Black Lives Matter. And um, and to say otherwise, you just, you're racist and like, that that is the end of it. Like, if you don't agree that Black Lives Matter, then you're racist. And so the whole movement like stemmed and started from this video being tossed around, or like not tossed around, but it went like viral online. And it was this police officer with his knee on the neck of a black man. And that black man was George Floyd. And it was like an eight minute long video of this man um, with his knee on George's neck. And um for eight minutes and you can see throughout the video that this man um he just like is like like pleading for help and then just ends up being murdered by this police officer and this sparked so much anger which of course it did this is awful this is disgusting this is racism and this is police brutality that has been happening um within you know for so long and so you know with this with this happening and everything um, people were upset, obviously. And so it became this huge discussion about the relationship with police, its history, um, and how it affects um, marginalized communities, specifically Black people. And um, yeah, it became this huge, huge conversation. Uh, there's been a lot of reflection on previous cases that have, have been revolved around like um, different stories of different like Black lives that have been lost due to police brutality. Um, another one that's been talked about a lot lately is Breonna Taylor, which was a black woman who was murdered in her sleep. Um, literally just a black woman sleeping. And apparently that's justifiable enough for a, a police officer to kill them. And like, this is the issue that's been just like thriving in this country. And it is like deeply disturbing. And so people are calling for action, calling for change. Like we're doing our best to play our part. Um, and you know we are making this video right now on um, this podcast right now, unmonetized, no ads, because this isn't about us. This is about the movement, and and we really encourage you to do your research, 
get as many resources as you can, donate to many bail bonds as you can. Um, we're definitely on our social medias um, everywhere. You can look at anybody. There's all these sources and like resources that you can donate to that are being shared. So just do your research into them before donating. But please, please do something. Any little thing, it goes a long way. Whether it's a t- attend a protest or if you're afraid of, um, if you're afraid of like the, the virus and everything going on, you just don't want to protest. Educate yourself. And pass that education like forward. Talk with your your family who may be ignorant. Talk with your friends who may be ignorant, and just inform them on the the the, the things that are going on and how this country has was built on the principle and like of what racism is of of keeping the marginalized people down. If you think about when when the government came about in the United States, you you think and you know that it was built for white affluent people whether that's voting. Um, and you see that with just like the, yeah, how, how it was with slavery and everything. Like the white affluent people are the ones that have this, this huge control and it's been this way for forever. And so white privilege is a thing. And especially with us, even like, like I said earlier, us being people of color, our skin tones are, are, are just white and we are white at the end of the day. And to the to the capacity of of like how we're privileged compared to those who are black. Exactly. And there there are so many different avenues I feel like we can go down. Um, like the government, the news specifically. Like I was watching the news and I was honestly disturbed by some of the things that I saw. National broadcast television put out as a form of information to the public, like the People really need to do their job, like you said, to educate themselves because you really need to look into the source that you're getting information from because, you know, there are people out there who don't have access to social media and they don't have access to Twitter and they're getting all their information from the news. Like my parents came down to visit a couple of weeks ago and my mom doesn't have Twitter. She doesn't use Facebook. She doesn't use anything. And she was only getting her information from the news And just from watching the news that weekend, I was honestly disgusted at how hard they were trying to paint the police officers as the victims and the protesters who are fighting for equality and to end racism in this country as the aggressors. And that there there is some justifiable reason that peaceful protesters should be tear gassed or they should be shot with rubber bullets that have caused multiple people to lose their eyesight because they were shot in the face by a rubber bullet from less than 10 feet away. The news is trying to persuade people that this is okay because these people are being violent. And that is what really pisses me off the most because that is why racism has been able to survive for so long in this country is because we're constantly being bombarded by news outlets and reports that black people are being violent. Therefore, they deserve to have lethal force inflicted on them. They deserve to be pulled out of their cars for driving down the street and tased because they may have possibly been involved in a protest. Or they deserve to be shot on the floor with a rubber bullet while they are trying to help somebody who is bleeding on the floor after also getting shot by a rubber bullet. Or that the police has a justifiable reason to push people onto the ground 
causing seizures, causing people to go into shock because their head literally slams against the concrete. And the police does not do anything about it. I've seen so many clips on the news that are immediately cut at certain points to make it look like the police aren't doing anything. When in reality, the police are driving through crowds of protesters with cars, running people over, just being so violent. And nobody knows that because the news doesn't want you to know. And it doesn't want everybody to know the real nature of the protests and that the police are actually the aggressors in the situation. And I kind of just wanted to bring that up because when I first talked about George Floyd on Instagram, I got a bunch of comments and replies from some of my followers who I hope are no longer following me because I made it very clear that I don't want somebody with this mindset following me. Um, But essentially, they just kept trying to make excuses for why George Floyd deserved to be strangled for eight minutes by a police officer on the ground when he was unarmed. Um, saying, oh, he had possible charges. He may have been driving under the influence. He may have had possible intoxicants in his system. And I honestly don't give a fuck what somebody did previously in their life. The basis of justice in this country is that every single person is supposedly able to pursue their innocence in court. That is like one of the basic rights in this country is that we are given a right to a trial to pursue our innocence. And the fact that Black men and Black women are constantly being killed on the streets for no reason, unarmed, no threat to the police whatsoever, but multiple mass murderers who were white are able to be successfully detained while after killing dozens of people, tens, twenties, 20 people murdered, mass killing, they killed all of them still armed, have an automatic weapon in their hand, how come the police is able to successfully detain them after killing 20 people with a fully automatic weapon in their hand, but a black man who supposedly wrote a bad check is strangled and killed in the streets while he's unarmed for that bad check, yet there are mass murders that were able to be detained peacefully? That doesn't sit right with me, and it shouldn't sit right with you either. And if you're the person that tries to think of excuses or, oh, this is his criminal record, oh, this is that, as, an, as a reason for somebody to be killed unarmed by the police officers, if that's your mindset, I honestly don't know what to say to you. That's so beyond fucked that you try and justify a reason that an innocent person should be killed prior to being able to explain their case or, or anything. Like, I don't understand how people can have that mindset. It is like extremely disgusting to see um, the amount of police brutality that uh, you're starting to see um, in like these videos that are coming out in the protest. And like you said, um, the media keeps portraying it as like the police or the victims, or they're showing videos of the police officers kneeling with crowds or like dancing with like the protesters. And like, it's just this propaganda. And I saw this post on Instagram today and they called it copaganda, which is what it is. It's just protecting these people and showcasing them as like these like heroes of the, of the, um, the neighborhood or heroes of your your where you know where you, of your area or whatever it is 
but like that's not what's happening they'll be kneeling with these protesters and then like the the same day we'll be spraying tear gas on them peaceful protesters and there's even and then the thing is that comes up a lot um that i've been seeing a lot is people blaming this like oh they're not peaceful they're looting and when the um when the protest first started that was like a big thing it was like looters like these people are looting and I mean, we can go down a whole rabbit hole of whether the people that are looting are part of the Black Lives Matter movement or are they just white people who are looting or, but like, regardless, if, if black people are upset and they're mad and, and they physically cannot do anything else, but like just completely like burn something, then by all means, burn it all down because Whenever black people try to peacefully protest in the past, specifically like um, with um, the NFL and then the kneeling during it, we I mean we saw a bunch of outrage for that peaceful protest, literally just kneeling during the national anthem, not being a big deal, and like people getting upset about that. So if people want to loot, by all means, I say burn it all down because this has lasted for so long, and these businesses are irreplaceable. While Black lives aren't, Black lives are not replaceable. Like this is so fucked up that people are valuing buildings over over Black lives, and it's it is insane to me. And then these police are being praised in the media. They're being like showcased. Meanwhile, yeah, there's videos of them running over protesters. Like there's protesters that have um, that are that are being blinded because the police are shooting them directly in the face with these rubber bullets. Which apparently the rubber bullets were invented to be shot at the ground to bounce up and hit the protesters. But these cops, they are just shooting them directly at the protesters, and all they are is a bullet and a real bullet just covered in rubber. And, and it's, it's lethal. It's still lethal. And there's this poor, um, poor woman who died, um, because she had asthma and, um, and she was in a protest and they, uh, sprayed tear gas and she ended up um, dying because, because of these cops, um, just completely going off and, um, doing what they can. It's, literally a police state. And it's so frustrating because there's videos of these cops arresting news people on the news. Like they're arresting news people or tear gassing or like, um, attacking medics, like medicine, like people that are doctors that are on the field, which is a war crime. Like these like things are happening. And so many people have already just died within the matter of like these past, what, like nine days. And it's, it's insane. The, uh, just the amount of abuse that's just being okayed by a lot of, by the media, by our president. Our president said when the looting starts, the shooting starts. He threatened to kill his own people for buildings, for, for like for buildings. And so it is like extremely frustrating to like, to see. And like you said, I mean, regarding the, the George Floyd thing, how, they keep bringing up his past life as it's as if it's supposed to like mean his life is less valued or like his like not his past life but his like past what i don't know if there were convictions or like his history of of like they're just trying to paint him as a bad person like deserving of this and there's nothing deserving of a person to be killed by strangulation like for eight minutes begging for help while other cops just stood around and did nothing 
And so it is like really, really frustrating. Um, and yeah, so the whole concept, the whole idea of just um, using like the past, person's past to judge who they are currently is like crazy to me. And it's so insulting and it's it's so fucked up. And what makes me really upset is I saw this tweet and it was like, it was perfectly described. It said, if we ban domestic abusers from possessing firearms, about 40% of cops will no longer be allowed to carry a gun because that many that amount of cops, 40% are domestic abusers or have had like criminal history of being domestic abusers. So if we have that same energy with someone like George Floyd, why don't we have it with our police? Where is that energy with our police? And and that's where like I kind of get into like um, more of like thinking like what are the actions we can take to make these police not so powerful because they are powerful with what they are able to get away with, with um, the laws that like actually support them and push them to be what they are. I mean, local police are able to like just get random like um, people who they think are undocumented and just detain them because they think they're undocumented and they have the right to do that. They're not ICE, they're not border patrol, but they local police have the authority to do that. And people who have like, what, a year of training, like they have authority to do that. And, and it's just, it's insane how much, um, uh, power is given to them. And a lot of people that go into policing already have this, like, like I said, this history of like being abusers, this, this like ego that they carry, that they, these people just want a legal reason to hold a gun and to just have this power because everyone knows how much power they have. And so this conversation comes up of like um, abolishing the police. And a lot of people are saying that. And I've been saying that. I've been very active and vocal about how I feel. And I, for sure, I support this concept of abolishing the police by by all means. And I know a lot of people are like, well, like what, like how, what, it, what, what happened? Like, how can we do that? What if there's like, you know, what if someone tries to kill me or whatever? And or like, what if this or that, we need the police. If you're thinking that, if you're worried about what it like life would be like without the police, then you're privileged in that thought because black people don't feel that way. And like, and yeah, it's just like truly disturbing. But when people say abolish the police, they're meaning invest in programs, social programs that will help policing even be ne- like to help prevent policing, make it not even necessary so maybe like maybe invest in social workers to help with domestic abuse and like those calls and just like investing more into resources that are less i'm gonna i have a gun i can just shoot you because i have a gun and more of things that are like communicative um programs and then in the area to just be able to like help people get through this and you know crime is so apparent the more cops are active and the more they're out and the more that they're looking for it, they're, they're the ones, and you see this in the protests, they're the ones instigating. They're the ones that are pushing this whole um, idea that everyone's being violent when they're the violent ones. They're the ones who have that control. They have that power. And of course, when, um, when they, you know, obviously overstep their boundaries, when they, when they do these shitty things, um, everyone's going to stick up for them or the media is going to stick up for them. And I mean, I've gone into plenty of like, um, not even arguments. I, I try to use my platform as 
criticism, like not criticism as an educational purpose, or like if I'm communicating with family or friends, I do what I can to educate. And sometimes it is a very firm or it does come off as aggressive, but it's an aggressive thing to talk about because it's a real life thing and people's lives are on the line and then you can't continue letting people be ignorant. And so, yeah, I think it's really important to just talk about this and it's just, it's so, we live in such a fucked up world that we even have to make like this episode, we even have to talk about it, but it it is really frustrating. I think really the fear over the police is the fact that for so long we are kind of brainwashed to think that police officers are essentially like the modern day superheroes of our entire country. Even growing up, I at one point thought that the police were this all good force that would always do their best to save you and that anytime that you are near a police officer, you can feel safe. And that's obviously deteriorated as I've grown up and I've become more socially conscious of what's going on. And I I feel like people just don't acknowledge the fact that police were literally created to capture slaves or not necessarily slaves, but after slavery was abolished, they, the police officers were essentially used to mediate all of the free black citizens in order to keep the property of the white affluent citizens safe. So they were they would go around and arrest people and detain people for looking suspicious or for possibly loitering or whatever the stupid ass reason they decided to arrest them for. Like that that is the foundation of the police. And I mean it's pretty obvious in every single protest. There's been a protest in every single state in every single major city of this country. And in every single clip, we see police officers, every single police department is fully decked out in riot gear. They all have guns. They all have helmets. They all have suits. They all have rubber bullets, everything. They have literally all the supplies in the world. Even the LAPD has a multi-billion dollar budget for the police department. And if you think about that, like, why does the police need such a large budget? What is the reason? What is the reason that the police have a multi-billion dollar budget? But when the coronavirus happened, we were not prepared whatsoever for a pandemic outbreak. We had doctors and medical professionals running around with no masks. They didn't have the proper attire to deal with the pandemic. People were working with garbage bags, with gloves that were not approved to be working in those types of conditions. People had to get creative with the types of masks that they were using. We were not prepared at all for a global pandemic that killed hundreds and thousands of people. But the police department in one city in the country has a multi-billion dollar budget to buy what? Supplies for what are they used for? They're just sitting there. The only thing that they've been used for in recent memory is shooting innocent people who are protesting against racism in this country. So I really think people need to understand and kind of pick apart the function of police, what the function was, why it was originated, think about why their budget is so big, and why we are so obsessed with trying to preserve their image and to make them feel like they are the ones who are protecting us from society and from each other because we're so dangerous. And in reality, time and time again, 
we are proven or it is proven that the police are not necessarily our friend. They're killing innocent people. They're abusing their power. Like you said, a lot of police officers are domestic abusers. A lot of them are white supremacists. A lot of them have violent tendencies and have enrolled in the police force as a way to act out some weird psychological fantasy that they have to be able to walk around in public with a gun and use it at any possible instant that they feel is necessary. And it's just really frustrating that people are constantly trying to back up the police and make them look innocent. And I mean, when George Floyd's autopsy report came out, they tried to say that he died of his pre-consisting health conditions and that there are possibly intoxicants in his body that contributed to his death. Even though we literally had video proof of a police officer kneeling on his neck on concrete for nine minutes when he was saying he couldn't breathe. They went as far as to say that his death was caused by his pre-existing health conditions and possible intoxicants, which is also wildly racist for them to assume that he may have had some type of drug in his system because of the color of his skin. But that's how far this country is willing to go to preserve the reputation of the police. They're willing to lie on national television and tell people that somebody died because of drugs when there's clear video of them being killed by a police officer. Even more recently, there was a video of police officers pushing a 75-year-old man to the floor who was simply protesting and trying to talk to them. He didn't have a weapon. He, he was unarmed, not a threat to them whatsoever. There was like 30 of them. They were all in full riot gear. But they shoved him to the ground. You see him laying on the floor. Again, he's 75 years old. Blood is pooling on the floor because they pushed him. And what did the officers do? Nothing. They didn't do anything. They all walked over him. They all just let let him lay on the ground. And a couple of days ago, the president has the audacity to say that he was possibly a member of Antifa and that he possibly deserved to be pushed because he was protesting that way. And I'm like, you're really trying to say, or you're really trying to give justification for an entire platoon of officers and soldiers to walk past an elderly man who clearly needs medical help to just leave him on the floor and to bleed out for no good reason whatsoever. And to even come up with the excuse that he deserved to be pushed over. That is the point that we are willing to go to preserve the image of the police. And even literally the president of the United States is the one that's pushing for that message. And that's how fucked up it is that People are still unable to really just look at the evidence and look at the videos that's being presented to them and listen to the Black people that are just begging for us to listen and to help them and to move this country in a better direction. But we still want to preserve the idea that the police are all-knowing, they're innocent, everything they do is justifiable, and that this country is essentially not racist. And I think that's, that's really fucked up. Yeah, there's this like big um, thing going around too, like especially with the president that's being pushed on media about like Antifa and they're calling it like this terrorist organization or whatever. And you hear that a lot, specifically it's being thrown around with like a lot of more conservative people. But like Antifa isn't a group or an organization. It's saying like you're uh, anti-fascist, you're against fascism. 
And so it's kind of crazy to see like the president of the United States specifically like say like, oh, we're going to defeat Antifa. So he's saying we're going to defeat anti-fascism, which it just goes to prove that he's a fascist and like he's a fascist, fascist, sorry. But um, yeah. And so it just like that just, yeah. I mean, it, it just, it goes to show like the state of our government and what it's at now. And then you constantly see too, and I've been seeing this lately and I'm sure this is debatable where people are like, don't, don't, or um, vote, don't, or like, don't vote March. No, what is that? Don't March vote, right? Is that what it is? There's like a, there's a big thing where people are like, like, why do you have to, why March when you can just go and vote? And like, I've been, I've been hating hearing this so often. I've been hearing it a lot just being spread about. And it's like, that's not how it works. That's not how it works, especially if you know the history of the country, especially regarding everything going around, going on now. Um, it is insane the amount of, um, of voter suppression that we still have in this country because of racism, whether it's gerrymandering or whether that's like these crazy restrictions, not allowing people of color to vote. And it's insane. You'll start, I mean, once the election um, cycle rolls around again, like in November, you're going to start seeing a bunch of like these new news articles come about of like, like why like this certain like, um, like like the certain area wasn't able to vote or this or that and it's, you're gonna you're gonna see that it's gonna be primarily in lower income um, communities um, primarily in like people of color communities and that's so rampant and it's been happening for so long and there's just these crazy restrictions even me like voting in 2016 I wasn't I was almost wasn't allowed to vote based off a signature on my ID they're like match the signature. And I was like, I had this, I made this idea or I got this when I was 16. I don't like, I, I was like, how, how am I supposed to have the same signature? And so it was like this, this insane, like these insane little rules that like are constantly being pushed. So people are like, don't go out in March. Like what's the point of protesting? And it's the point of protesting is that it gets things done. Um, because of protesting specifically, um, with everything going on, um, the, the police officer that had his neck on George Floyd's neck that killed him, that murdered him, he went from a third degree murder charge to a second degree murder charge. And they also are, um, they also have arrested the other officers that stood by and allowed it to happen. And so because of protesting, because of people being angry, um, and this is why I think it's so important to be politically active and to constantly be out there fighting for what you believe in. Not and sure you can do it through voting, but also go out there, go on the streets, be a part of your community, and do what you can and as much as you can for um, those who need it the most, those who are marginalized. Understand the privilege that you have if you are um, non-black um, and and understand what you can do to help or like research what you can do to help, whether that's read literature, that's, um, that kind of discusses like police brutality or the incarceration, um, rate of like black and yeah, black individuals and just really see that like racism and slavery, it all still exists today. It's just called something else. And yeah, it's just so apparent. And so, yeah, there's like a bunch of things that like people have been talking about, like, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? Because like, this has just been, you know, obviously this is so wrong and everyone's just extremely, extremely upset. 
And I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, and so, you know, this often comes down to like, um, uh, like whether going back to like, um, like defunding the police, abolishing the police and, and stuff like that. And so there's like, obviously that, um, that conversation that's to be had. And I mean, I saw a really cool, um, and a lot of things that I'm sharing to you are from resources that I found that like, I really want to just share with you because it's really important and it's really important to, to keep informing one another. And if we're wrong on something, clock us, call us out, say that like, you're wrong. This is not, this is actually this, but by all means, please do that. But I mean, I've seen a bunch of resources and like, what could like abolishing like the police mean? And so what that, like, what I see and like why I say it, and I mean, I had like this cool breakdown, like right in front of me, but it's, um, when you like abolish the police, so a world without prisons or police, um, you defund the police, you demilitarize communities, you remove police from schools. I'm not sure if you guys grew up in, or went to high school or whatever and had police in your schools. Cause I did. And it was the in, most insane thing. It's like, I don't. I just don't understand why there was police officers in our schools. Um, free people from prisons and jails. Repeal laws criminalizing survival. Invest in community self-governance. Uh, uh, provide safe housing for everyone. Invest in care, not cops. Um, so there's just like these things go a long way and will help with crime. Um, I mean, there's been research to show that like the with the influx of of the more police that there are the more crime that there is and and it is just it is just insane and crazy the the disgusting nature that we just we allow this to happen i mean we praise the protesters who are fighting you know in china but the same thing is happening here and so many people are see it differently because these are black people. That's, that's why people are, are, are saying like, Oh, like this, this, this protest is like, like people are against this protest because these are black people and they want everything in their power to keep this marginalized group still to be still marginalized. And they want racism to still exist. And it is so crazy that like segregation was literally like a generation ago like my mom was born in 61 and while she was growing up she was telling me how she started slowly seeing the progression of more and more black people go into her school because she was right at the beginning of like when they were starting to desegregate um schools and so it is like insane like this is really 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 like it's not far along like we had it's not like this like 100 200 300 years ago that like there was slavery like no like this was this was very recent the like oppression of black people has been apparent and has been extremely extremely disgusting it has existed for so long and so yes like i'm i'm really happy that there is being more action taken in that um i mean even little things like protests like i've been seeing um a lot of these like racist statues being thrown into rivers and like that is like the protest that that yeah that just shows like this this is disgusting and like we're tired of it and yeah i mean there's a lot of like debate over rioting and then like and it yeah i mean it's just it is crazy it's been a crazy time and it's just yeah it's shitty if you if you really think about like the history of our country 
pretty much all of the pivotal points and turning points and rebellions of this country started with a protest. And like you had mentioned earlier, people are so quick to say, oh my God, why are you looting Target? Why are you looting Nordstrom? Blah, blah, blah. Like, sweetie, Target's fine. The issue is that you are more concerned about Target being looted and if you throw pillows being stolen than you are about a Black person being killed by the police. And like I said, and like you had said previously, people have been trying to protest peacefully and to say that racism is running rampant in this country for so long, but nobody listens to them. So what do you expect Black people to do? Do you expect them to still Try and be calm when taking a knee was also seen as offensive and people got punished for literally taking a knee during the Pledge of Allegiance. What are they supposed to do? That That's literally the most nonviolent form of protest that you can possibly get to. And that was still seen as unacceptable. So I don't understand what else you want people to do because this country does is, is not getting the memo that this needs to stop and that racism is real. And you bring up a good point about the fact that there are literally still people alive to this day that were present when segregation was real. Those people are still living. So the argument that racism is so far removed from this country is fucking bullshit because it literally happened less than a hundred years ago. So it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, yes, on paper, everybody has the same rights. That's that's not how it goes. There's still systemic racism. People still race, social or they're racially profiling people. There are still people that are using the color of their skin as of a justification to incite violence on them, to arrest them, to kill them. And I mean, it's gotten to a point where I feel like the cops are confident that they'll get away with it because it's happened so many times before. And I just... There's just so much irony in everybody who has something to say about the protests. Like I said, my my parents came to visit a few weeks ago. We're actually in Huntington Beach, which I am never going back to again. That was literally the worst place that I have ever been in my entire life. But essentially, a couple months ago, or when Corona was at kind of its peak, the city of Huntington Beach decided to have a protest in regards to social distancing, people were complaining that they couldn't get their hair done, they couldn't get their nails done, they couldn't go golfing, whatever first world problem that people, white people, were complaining about that they could not do. The protest was giant. People were not social distancing, obviously. They weren't wearing masks. People were coughing and spitting on people who disagreed with that protest, possibly spreading more of the virus around infecting more people because they were concerned and they were sad because they couldn't get their hair done or they couldn't get their nails done. That, If that is your biggest problem and your biggest concern in this world, that is literally privilege slapping you in the face that your biggest problem is that you can't go get your nails done for two months. Like how disconnected from the world, from social issues, from literally everything are you where you think you have a right to protest some type of infringement on your rights because you can't leave your house because of a global pandemic that's killing hundreds and thousands of people all over the world. The funny thing about that protest also is that there was no no violence. Police officers were there. 
No force was used on them. No tear gas. No rubber bullets. No riot shield. No push. No shove. No tasers. Nothing. They let them do their thing. The protest was huge. The week when I was with my parents, there was a tiny protest of around, I don't know, maybe 40 people at the Huntington Beach Pier that were protesting for Black Lives Matter. It was a peaceful protest. I was there. I saw it with my own eyes. Within one hour, the residents of Huntington Beach called the police and reported the protest as being unruly. And within the next hour, there was three helicopters circling the center of Huntington Beach and the protest was declared as unlawful because there were too many people and there was a curfew declared within a matter of two hours. That's what happened in Huntington Beach after somebody reported them. And like I said, I was there. The protest was peaceful. There was barely anybody there. But on the opposite side of the street of the Black Lives Matter protest was all of the, I guess, All Lives Matter, Trump, Republican people on the far right who were basically heckling the protesters. They were antagonizing them. They were telling them that they don't belong in Huntington Beach and that they don't belong to, they, they shouldn't be there and that they're going to destroy their city. Hashtag all lives matter, blah, blah, blah. And I can tell you like something that really was profound to me was that I was among that that side. I, I was on both sides of the street. I was with the protesters for a little bit and then I had to cross the street to get back to where we were staying. And I felt so unsafe being in the midst of police officers, being in the midst of people who were declaring all lives matter. And I feel like that's just kind of a representation of what's going on in this country, that I feel more comfortable being in the midst of people who are protesting than I do being surrounded by police officers. Like, I did not feel safe. I did not feel like the people around me were looking out for my best interest, especially as people of color. My dad is half black. My mom is full Filipino and she's very dark skinned. So the fact that we were pretty much the only people of color in Huntington Beach and there were so many white people around, there were so many cops, like I was so uncomfortable and I was honestly scared. And I I wanted to go home. I didn't want to leave the Airbnb for the rest of the day because I was so fucking scared of all of the people that lived there and all of the cops that were in the area. And I just think that if you, if the first thing that you have to say about the protests is to defend the stores that are getting looted, or the first thing that you're going to say is that, you know, you don't think that social distancing is real and that you think that the coronavirus is a hoax and you want to be able to go out and have fun and go to Vegas and party with your friends, like... That's just really the hypocrisy of this country that you can protest something as stupid as saying your rights are being infringed on because you can't go to fucking get your nails done. But there are people being killed on the streets for protesting racism, which is literally a a real and prevalent issue in this country. So I think people just really need to step out of themselves, step out of their privilege, educate themselves. If you are an all lives matter person, I have some words for you. Nobody said you didn't matter. That was never said. I don't know why you feel threatened that Black Lives Matter means that you don't because that's definitely not what it means. It just means that this country was founded on racism. Racism is prevalent and has been prevalent throughout the entire existence of this country and people are dying. Black people are dying. That's why Black Lives Matter. 
That's why they matter because they're being killed by the police. Nobody is doing anything about it. And that's it. Like step out of yourself, educate yourself, check your privilege. Nobody is telling you, you don't matter. Just because the conversation is not about you for 0.3 seconds does not mean that you don't matter at all. Like we need everybody. We need people of all walks of life, all ethnic backgrounds, all political backgrounds to be on the same page about the fact that racism is not okay. And in order to do that, people need to educate themselves and to listen and to really just stop, listen to a black person, hear what they're saying, understand the reason for the protests, understand the foundation of this country, understand the budget of the police, because you can't just go based off of what the news is telling you because that's obviously led us astray. And now we have to fight with blood and teeth and nails to convince the world and the country that racism exists and that that's not how it should be. We shouldn't have to protest this. It's stupid and it's fucked up that you can protest not being able to go get your hair done, but you for some reason disagree with the fact that people are protesting racism. Yeah. Um, with every, yeah, with everything just going on right now, um, I want to like highly push everyone to be as active as they can be. I think right now is the perfect opportunity to attend a protest, um, catch up on some reading material, read about the issues that black people face in, in, in modern day America, or even the history of, of slavery and what, you know, what has happened, the 13th Amendment, look look into these things. It's really important to be educated and to educate yourself on all that. This weekend, I am attending a protest. Um, I'm not going to say specifically where, but I am. And while I'm there, I'm not going to be recording. I'm not going to be taking pictures. And if I do take a picture and if I end up do posting it, I'm going to blur the bodies of people. I'm going to blur the faces of people to make them unrecognizable and so if you're doing the same, if you're going to the protest, make sure you do that because police officers are using photos of people using whether it's like tattoos on someone's arm or whether it's like someone's like um, hair or body build or whatever. They're using these um, or clothing. They're using these as, as, way, as a way to like find these people and arrest them for being a part of this protest. So if you are going to any of these protests, even if they're peaceful and you're, and you're posting these photos, make sure to blur out um, all the protesters because that is important to do because you don't want anyone to like obviously um, be in prison or to get in trouble for protesting, for doing something that they sh- should be doing. And I know it is a weird time right now because with the coronavirus, I know a lot of people are scared um, and yeah, and it is a crazy thing. I'm fortunate that I'm able to work from home. I never get, I never leave my apartment, and so for me, me being out there, I feel like outweighs this virus. And I know that can be controversial. I mean, I don't even like want to compare which one's more important. Obviously, Black lives are more important. But what I'm saying is that that I'm know that I'm going to go out there because I know that this issue needs to be addressed because it is so important, and nothing can hold me back from that. And so I know, I mean, if you guys feel the same, I recommend if you guys are worried, if you have a, if you're immunocompromised, for sure, I understand that, but do something, donate to a bail bond. Girlish, uh, we ended up donating to, um, what was the, the organization called? Do you remember Gage? It was, 
an organization based out of Atlanta, and it was to help uh, trans black uh, women. And- yeah, it was the Black Homeless Trans Women Fund. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's something that we had donated some of our proceeds that we got from the podcast to that organization. Yeah. And so um, we use the income that we got from the podcast. So if you're a bigot, if you're a racist, if you don't think Black Lives Matter, I just want you to know that your money went to your view, went to um, the went to helping um, Black lives and went to um, helping Black trans women. And and yeah, we're in full support of this movement. And we highly recommend you look into different places to donate. On our social media, we're often at, we're active on like different places to donate. I have a list of resources that I can give you with um, reading material, with like um, these quotes. I mean, summaries of books, literally anything that you need. If you want to know more about like what it means, like 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 uh, to abolish the prisons and to abolish police, please. I'm the person to go to for that. Like I, I would love to have this discussion with you. I would love to educate one another, please. Let's have a conversation. That's what's important. That's what we need to be doing right now. Um, so I just kind of um, want to give a few reading uh, readings that you can do uh, books that you can buy, or I'm sure you can even find e-text or e-books um, on online that you can read, but some books that I recommend are, I know a big one is The New Jim Crow. Um, I have yet to read that one, but I've um, I've seen it a million times. I used to work at a bookstore and that was often used for a lot of classes. And so I know a lot of these books are also sold out everywhere, but please, The New Jim Crow, um, look into it and I recommend it. Um, it's, it's highly recommended. Anything by Angela Davis, get. Um, for example, Angela Davis wrote Freedom is a Constant Struggle and uh, she also wrote Our Prisons Obsolete. Please, please, please like look into books like that. There's another book called The End of Policing. Um, there's another one by um, Audre Lorde called Sister Outsider. There's like so many and like that's just a few. And so please just look into it and um, educate yourself. And like you, like I said, um, like we're available to DM to just ask us questions. We want to help. We want to inform you as much as we can. And we will continue doing that on our social media. And I'm not saying to follow us. Don't follow me. But if you want resources, um, I'm providing it on on there. And um, you don't have to follow me if you just want to like get stuff from my bio or if you just want to like look at the story that I'm doing. Like I'm I'm not doing this for any type of gain. Um, this isn't about me. This movement isn't about me. This movement is about um, Black lives, and I'm just doing what I can to help with this movement because. Because this is this is very much long overdue. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many different types of media that you can consume to educate yourself. Aside from books, there are so many shows and documentaries and movies that focus around racism that are directed by Black producers. Um, I watched The 13th. I watched When They See Us. I've watched the documentary on Marsha P. Johnson. So there, there's really no excuse to not either watch or read something that could help educate you on the issues of racism and the discrimination that Black people face in this country. And I just want to end my little rant on that Black Lives Matter, first and foremost. This is not a trend. This isn't something that people should be using as a photo op or as a way to 
gain points or gain followers. This is literally people's real lives and people are dying. So like if you want to post a photo of yourself posing at a rally with a full face of makeup on with a full on outfit that you clearly coordinated, I don't have any respect for you. Clearly that shows that you are more concerned about having a photo taken of you at a protest than you actually are about being there about the cause. So I don't fuck with you if that's your vibe. Um, Hold people accountable. Hold your friends accountable. Hold your family members accountable. Unfollow people who are being racist. Unfollow people who are being silent and being complacent. Don't I mean, I followed, I unfollowed so many people over the last few weeks just by either lack of silent or lack of um, a statement, something like you can't even say anything about what's going on in the world. You just decide to stay clear of politics because you're white and it doesn't affect you. Those people don't deserve hundreds and thousands of followers. They don't deserve brand deals. They don't really deserve anything because they're basically denying the rights of black people, which is fucked up. So like I said, Hold people accountable, unfollow people, Black Lives Matter, all lives matter people. Educate yourself, please, because we honestly do need your help in order to move this forward and abolish the police. That's my final thought. <laughs> Re-fucking-tweet. Um, yeah, um, I agree with everything you just said. Yeah, just hold people accountable. Make sure that... It, um, yeah, that people know that they, they can't be shitty anymore and this isn't going to be tolerated. Uh, make sure to yeah stand your ground and obviously um, put in the work because, I mean, it's a privilege for us to be able to even do research. It's a privilege for us to be able to, like, if we're overwhelmed, to be able to just log off. Like, make sure that you stay active. Make sure you don't let this movement die. And I don't plan on letting this movement die. I want to continuously just talk about these injustices because the moment that we just, like, let the media just kind of end things is the moment that everything just becomes complacent again. And we can't just, we can't allow that. So, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. And we hope that this uh, does something. And I hope that you make a change in your life or you do an action or do something, please let us know what that action is and please do what you can to continuously push for true equality to support black lives. And don't forget again, I'll say it a million times, black lives matter. (laughs) 